0: please support Unfound at Patreon, YouTube, and or PayPal. Aaliyah Boomer was a 27-year-old from Brooklyn, New York. She was a nursing student who was very close to her family. On the night of August 15, 2015, according to Aaliyah's girlfriend, she left the apartment where they lived to attend a barbecue. Aliyah never arrived. She was never seen again. I'm Ed Densel, and this is Unfound. Trust. It is one of the few qualities that forms the basis of our existence. Without it, there would be nothing but paranoia in our lives. We would view each other, the machines we use, what we see, what we hear, what we feel, with such doubt that we would never feel secure about any decision we had to make. Of course, in disappearances, trust plays a huge role in trying to determine The true circumstances. Can we trust what people are saying or said, even sometimes unfound's own guests, as examples? For Riles Chapman, do we trust the family friend who says she saw him in Florida months later? For Jamie Bowen, do we trust her sister's version of events on that day? For Harry Milligan. Do we trust his friends who say they don't know what happened to him and his car? In fact, on Unfound, we've even gotten to the point of questioning our trust in phone records, pings, video. It seems nothing is beyond skepticism. Well, with Aaliyah Boomer, you're going to hear about a very common disappearance scenario. However, this time, we're not being asked to trust A man. Instead, can we believe what the woman said? And now, a summary of the case. This is brought to you by my friend Megan Lynez's website, charlieproject.org. Aliyah Boomer grew up in a very religious family. In fact, many members, including Aliyah's own mother, are pastors with their very own churches. Aaliyah had a great personality with a life-of-the-party vibe. As for work, she kind of jumped around from job to job in her 20s until she decided she wanted to become a nurse. So Aaliyah started her education in that field. Along the way, she met Kim, her girlfriend, who was much older than Aaliyah. However, that didn't seem to be a problem, and they had been a couple for four years at the time of Aaliyah's disappearance. The only negative points about Aaliyah is that she could have liked alcohol and marijuana a little too much. So, on August 15th, 2015, Aaliyah and Kim had attended a barbecue organized by some of Aaliyah's friends. Everyone had a great time, and by all accounts, it was uneventful. After this, though... Aliyah and Kim had made plans to attend another barbecue in a different part of Brooklyn. Instead, the two went back to Kim's place. According to Kim, a discussion turned into an argument about going to the other get-together. Aliyah wanted to go, Kim did not. Ultimately, Kim says she gave Aaliyah $20 for a taxi to go to this party while Kim would stay at home. Aaliyah left. She was never seen again. Unfortunately, no one became aware of Aaliyah's disappearance until three days later, with Kim thinking Aaliyah had gone to her family's house due to their argument. With disappearances like Aaliyah's, our understandings of relationships, human behavior, and, dare I say it, life itself, are challenged as we try to figure out if people can really go missing like this. Tap into your own beliefs on those three topics as you also try to answer these three questions during the interview. Number one, how would your thinking change, if at all, if this were a heterosexual relationship? Number two, does Kim's explanation for not being concerned that Aaliyah didn't come home that night seem conceivable given your relationship experience? And number three, is there more to an anonymous letter sent to Aaliyah's family than meets the eye? Aaliyah's family refuses to believe she would have just walked off. The guest for this episode is Aaliyah's aunt, Tasha Rice. Unfound news. A new Unfound now is out. The Disappearance of K. Alana Turner from Tumble, Texas. This is the first of the series in which I've talked to the family before producing the episode. I also need to thank John Lorden for connecting me with K. Alana's parents. Next. Yes, if you've heard the rumor, it's true. Steve Pankey did respond to the letter I sent to him in jail in July. He sent me a two-page handwritten letter back. If you'd like to know what it said, please find the August 7th Unfound Live episode as a podcast or on Unfound's YouTube channel. Finally, I did an interview with CanvasRebel.com. Not sure when they will post it, but keep your eyes peeled. We took it all. I'm so happy to have on this episode of Unfound, the aunt of Aaliyah Boomer, Tasha Rice. Tasha, welcome to Unfound.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you. Let's start here. Uh, Just like I said, you are uh, Aaliyah's aunt. So are you her mother's sister or her her father's sister? I am her
1: mother's sister. Her mother is my oldest sister.
0: And she is the youngest of her sisters. Oh, okay. I gotcha. -hmm. All right. And um, just maybe just talk a little bit about the the Boomer slash Rice family. I mean, how many sisters and brothers do, uh, or aunts and uncles, does Ailea have? What can you say about that?
1: Okay, Okay, my mother, she has five children. One is, which is her mom. The other four is her aunts. Um, yeah, my mom only had all girls, so. Wow. <laughs> just, uh, no, no uncles, so girls. <laughs> okay. And Elise's yeah, mom had all girls as well. So she has her oldest sister, Vikisha, Then her sister's a Vanessa. And before she's the youngest. Wow. And she's as, um, she, and Aaliyah has nieces and nephews as well, which she was a big part of her nieces' life.
0: Okay. Okay, very good. All right, so we got a lot of females in this family. Does that go, like, back generations? Is that just how it works out?
1: Yeah, that's how it goes. My aunt had two boys. She was the only one. She had two boys, uh um, which are my cousins, and then one of my sisters. She did. She had. Uh, she had a, a few boys as well. So mm-hmm. we got some in the group, there.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, and uh, you know, and I'm not in here to get into where you actually live now, Tasha. But uh, growing up, of course, we know this disappearance happened in uh, Brooklyn, in New York. Brooklyn, in New York City. But is that where all of you were raised, or did you grow up somewhere else? No,
1: we was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Um, on Chauncey Street, my family, the Hunts, the Boomers, very well-known family, uh-huh. very large family, and we're very close-knit family.
0: Okay. My
1: right in Brooklyn.
0: Okay. Very good. All right. So all of you, and like, um, you're not there now. Like I said, we're not here to get into that, but all right. Growing up, very familiar with the surroundings, Brooklyn, uh, in, in New York City. Okay. Very good. What can you say about her personality, her interests, her hobbies? Um, we have to remember that, of course, this disappearance happened in 2015 and that you know she was in her uh, late 20s, 27 years old when she went missing. What can you say about uh, Aaliyah as a person? Aliyah was this
1: is girl, and I'm not just saying this because I'm her aunt. She was a personality, the life of the party, fun, a jokester. She loved, loved, loved family. She was very close to her mom and her two younger nieces. Like she, she would take them to their dance recitals, um, to anything that had to do with their schooling, any activity at school. She just loved to her family. She attended mm-hmm. church where her mom, is a pastor, so she attended
0: church with uh, her mom often, and and she just she just loved life and she loves her family. Uh, you said I'm kind of, I think I knew this. It's not in the outline that we're following here, uh, Tasha, but I, I forgot that you said her mother was a pastor. Yes. Wow. How was that? How did uh, you know? How did uh, uh, how did you feel about that? I was. She, I guess she had a calling then.
1: Yeah, yeah. All her life. My family, we come from a family of ministers, oh. pastors, bishops. My grandmother was a bishop. My mom was a minister. Uh, my cousins are um, uh, elders. And, uh-huh. and my sister, Aaliyah's mom, you know, she was a minister, and then she became a pastor.
0: Okay. And how do you think, uh, Ailea, uh, she was cool with that, having, you know, sometimes uh, pastors, of course, we usually think they're men, but of course, we know they are women out there. Um, how did Ailea deal with uh, having a, a mother as a pastor? you think it was uh, a little more strict than usual, or what?
1: No, she, lo- she loved it. Like I said, she was to church with her mom. Mm-hmm. On many of uh, um, like the program she would make sure she would be there. Um well, by the time my mom became a pastor, Leah was already an adult, so she, like, um, she grew up, she grew up in church, so it, was, it wasn't foreign to her.
0: Okay. We all did. We
1: loved her going to church every Sunday, so it was foreign to her,
0: but by the time her mom became a
1: pastor, Leah was an adult already.
0: Hmm, okay. Gotcha. All right. And how much, uh, you know, going back, maybe going back to when she was, like, maybe 10 or maybe in her teen years... Did you have a lot of interaction with Aaliyah? Did like for example, did she ever come over to your house? Did you ever babysit for her? Things like that.
1: Yeah, we were all together. Um, my mom's house in Brooklyn on Chauncey Street was the point, the pivotal point for all the family to oh. meet. like uh, an everyday, you know, a everyday thing, like something you see on a movie where everybody just drops every day. There was no reason to to go, you know, you just stop, see mom or grandmother, because my grandmother was alive at the time. Aunt, everybody stopped, and we would sit on the steps, and the kids played play together, especially in the summertime. And um, because Aaliyah was close to my older son's age, so they used to play. And before I moved to Charlotte, I moved to Connecticut, and she used to come on up to Connecticut and move the kids with us. And mm-hmm. so she was, she was always, always around her family.
0: Okay, very good. Um, what about education? Uh, did she graduate high school? Did she go to college? What did she do uh, in that part of her life?
1: Yes, yeah, she did. She graduated high school, and um, at the time of her disappearance, she had just started school. Um, okay. Her goal was to become a nurse. So mm-hmm. she was in that program. Um,
0: okay. So it's like uh, it's like a, a two year program four year program I guess going to some school right there in New York City.
1: Yes, it, it was a two year program. It was a two year program. Um, it was I believe you have to start and get to a certain point before you can move on to the next. But I believe it was a two year program. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mega Evers.
0: Okay, so. So deciding, and you should know, I I know two young women who I know fairly well. Uh, They also uh, decided to become nurses, like, in their late 20s. They kind of did other things for a while, uh, you know, in their early 20s. I'm not sure they ever could have thought they were going to be nurses, but that's eventually what they decided to do. So this is very familiar to me. But what did she do for work, uh, you know, in her earlier 20s before she decided, you know, I want to be a nurse? What did she do?
1: She or working as an administrative assistant for a company, um, just just various. She didn't have like one steady occupation. She would be administrative assistant for maybe a year or so, and then she would and she do customer service um, at another establishment. So she didn't have one steady career occupation. And she just said that okay, hey. This is what I think I want
0: to do. I want to be yeah. a nurse. Right. She kind of tried some other things out and made that decision uh, to be a nurse. And we know a lot of people are making that decision, you know, here in the you know the last 10 years. Uh, of course, there's a lot of money to be made. It's a very rewarding career. Uh, makes all the sense in the world. Okay. So those are some things. Um, going very close with her family. Uh, you know, starting a, a new venture in her education. And so let's move on to this. Let's talk about the relationship. Of course, this is going to become um, relevant uh, a little later in our, in here, but uh, in this interview that we're doing, and I should say we're doing this interview on July 25th of 2023. Let's talk about the relationship um, she had with, I guess, it's her girlfriend, Kim. Um, just in general, um, how long were they a couple? Do you know how they met and my understanding is there was uh, a bit of an age difference here. What can you say just in general about Kim? How did your family feel about the two of them being together? Were they a good match? Things like that.
1: Honestly, um, I met Kim on a few occasions. I didn't have a problem with Kim. Uh, mm-hmm. The times I met, she's come She's come to North Carolina and she was never respectful or or anyway, you know, I, I I never had the impressive towards her. She, she was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Of course, my family, the other members in my family didn't like it because mm-hmm. it was a sex relationship. Okay. And then there a a large age gap, like maybe 30 years.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right, so what we're saying here is that uh, Aaliyah, when she went missing, 27 years old. So you're saying at the time that this happened, Kim might have been 57? Yes. Wow, okay. Um, And uh, going back to this, and once again, I realize that Aaliyah, of course, is not your daughter. She is your niece. I realize you weren't following around. You have your own life to live. But any idea how she and Kim ever met?
1: No, I'm sorry. I don't know how to that. I'm not... I okay. Was uh, yeah, I, no, I don't.
0: That's fine. Okay. And as best as you can estimate, how long were they a couple before Ailea went missing?
1: About four years.
0: Four years. Okay. And uh, how how would you say, once again, I maybe you're getting a lot of this information secondhand maybe from uh Aaliyah's mother or other people, how would you say the relationship was? How would you portray it?
1: Well from what I know, of course, secondhand is they did have a symmetrical relationship. Okay. Um yeah, they, they argued a lot and mm-hmm. busted a lot. Yeah. So
0: oh. I mean it they they make, make be back, another, but it was up to get a significant Okay. All right, so the Approximately four years, they're together. Big age difference there, and um, does it sound to you like Kim, for example, was supportive of Aaliyah, you know, continuing her education to be a nurse? Do you know anything about that?
1: Same and to, um, you know, supportive of her. She she seems to. We've never heard that Kim didn't want her to pursue it. So she seems to been very supportive of Aaliyah's uh
0: I want to get a nurse. Okay. Do you know anything else? Uh, uh. Of course, we're going to talk about how she, Kim, does have a couple children, but do you know anything else about her? Did she originally from New York City? Um. Do you know what work that she had? What did she do for a job? Anything like that? I can't, I don't
1: know what her occupation is. I mentioned I did have, she was gainfully employed. Mm-hmm. Um, very responsible. took care of her home and, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, help Aaliyah as well, uh, sometimes. Um, but it, exactly what she does, I'm not sure.
0: Okay, very good. Let's move on to this. Uh, of course, moving up closer to the time that Aaliyah went missing, your understanding about the living situation, was Aaliyah living with Kim, or was kind of Aaliyah maybe living, going back and staying with her mother, maybe depending on if she had to go to school? What is your you know understanding of what the living situation was in let's just say the year twenty fifteen, the year in which she went missing.
1: Um, she was forth living between her mom and Kim.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: sometimes she would stick years or weeks with Kim, but you know, she would always go back home to check on her mom or call her mom if she decided that she wasn't, you know, going back there for that day or so. So so she she split her time between both places and she said they and Red uh, Red Hook.
0: Okay. And maybe just me, because uh, we're going to get into Kim, where Kim lives and everything, but how close uh, was it between Kim's place and, for example, where your sister Aliyah's mother lived? How, how close are these two? Um, if I had to guess, I'm going to say
1: maybe tw- maybe 15, 20 miles.
0: Oh, so not close. No, not close at
1: all.
0: Not, not close. Okay. And um, so that would be when you say, so driving it or something would take quite a while, especially in New York traffic, right, for example? Right. Okay. All right, so they aren't, don't live very close to each other. And did Ilea have a car, or did she take the, 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 the well-known transit system in New York City? What did she do?
1: Yes, yeah, she took the um, transit city, or she would take taxis. She didn't have a car. Okay. She did know how to drive.
0: <laughs> okay you know and it's funny you bring that up because you know living growing up in pennsylvania uh, i when i eventually lived a lot moved to las vegas i had I, I met people who grew up in new york city and they never got a driver's license till they moved to nevada you know they they were well into their 20s and they moved out there for whatever reason and then they their first driver's license wasn't from new york it was from nevada very interesting so uh, I'm glad you brought that up that yes she did know how to drive but she just didn't have a car very good okay um overall just the is best of feeling uh, as you can get looking back at that time how was your family overall feeling about Aaliyah's life where she was in her life the direction she was pointed the relationship it, it, she was in overall were they feeling very positive about it or would you say that there were some worries
1: there was some worries, um, again, because, you know, she would not keep getting full employment. She would change her mind, decide to do this and that. And my um, mom, of course, her to get one thing and stick to it and say, you're getting older now. And, and mm-hmm. um, you, you know, you need to figure out what it is and what path you're going to go. So mm-hmm. there was some, you know, concerns. But Aaliyah's very very intelligent, like mm-hmm. she excelled. Um, very smart, very smart girl. But, yeah. um, you know, when you start getting old and the thing, you be ridiculous, and and you know, you just steer off a little bit. But she was so she was coming back,
0: mm-hmm. she
1: was coming back,
0: um, get on the road to be a nurse, yeah. And, uh, you know, I have to ask you something about the relationship with Ailea and Kim, the way you understand it. Was this a situation, do you think, where uh, being that maybe Aylea didn't have steady employment, and uh, do you think that Kim was um, giving her money? You know, I, I think, let's just say for what it is, in heterosexual relationships, when you hear about, let's just say, an older guy, like 30 years older than a woman, you know, people usually think, well, you know, she's a kept woman or something like that. Was that going on with Kim and Ilya, or would you say that the relationship uh, was more even, as best as you can tell? Yeah, definitely,
1: definitely, uh, Kim was um, taking care of Ilya.
0: Okay, very good, thank you. And I, and this is just the next question is just a standard question I ask in just about any interview. Did Ilya have any addictions—alcohol, drugs, gambling, anything like that? Yes. She did? Okay. Yeah, she She drank, smoked
1: the way I don't want.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for being honest about that. Okay, moving on. Of course, you were not there this day of August 15th, 2015. But what is your, uh, of course, um, you know, I don't think you were, you know, if I understand if you're living then where you live now, you were nowhere near here. But what is your understanding about what went on on August 15th, 2015? I guess Ali and Kim uh, went to a party. What do you know about all of that? And, and you know, we'll just go from there.
1: Okay, so they went to a party, a cookout in Prospect Park, Park for some friends that Ali knew. And I actually did speak to the guy that had a style cook, and he confirmed that they were there from the- and um, there was no uh, no altercation or anything that took place. We just being having a good time, so they did make it to that cookout and stayed for a few hours um, before they decided to leave.
0: Okay, uh, could anybody remember anything uh, upsetting? For example, them getting you know how did the two get were getting along? Um, a- a- anything like that?
1: Yeah. No. The guy uh, that had the barbecue, he said that there was an, you know,
0: out of place, or for him to say that they were angry, or everybody was just having a good time. Okay, very good. You know? And I, and, I, and I should ask you this: your impression, maybe just to to uh, concentrate on Kim for just a moment. How do you think, the, maybe what you know now, eight years later? How did um, Aaliyah's friends feel about Kim, or you know? Uh, Maybe they had maybe a lot more interaction with Kim maybe than your family did. How did they feel about it? As best as you can tell,
1: well, a few friends that Aaliyah did have, and she mainly um, hung out with her sister, her younger. Well, it's her older sister, mm-hmm. but um, I, I, they they were supportive of their relationship. They they didn't have an issue with it or mm-hmm. um, from my. Then, they, you know, didn't put them together or thought that it wasn't a good idea. Okay. Um, so, but I know the friends never, you no, know, never said anything
0: bad for it. Okay. So they you don't think there was anything like uh, when Kim wasn't around, they were saying to you know Aaliyah, you really, you know, maybe you got to get out of this relationship or anything like that that your friends have ever told you. Well,
1: not the friends, no. Of okay. course, the family. <laughs> of course, the family. But no, what I
0: know from the friends. Okay, very good. Thank you. All right, so they're at this park, uh, this barbecue, and this is the the, the, the party was, this barbecue is being held by uh, one of Ileah's friends. Not one of Kim's friends, but one of Ileah's friends. Correct. Okay. And so what is your, what, once again, your understanding of what happened next? They're, so that's they're uh, barbecue, and they leave. And uh what 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 is uh, what is Kim said about all this?
1: They leave the barbecue and the and these are this is coming from Kim. This is yeah. what she told me yep. personally. Okay. They left the barbecue and she wants to go home, she was tired. Uh, Leah was invited to another barbecue that's in Brownsville, Brooklyn, and you know, she told that person that she was coming. Mm. And Kim said didn't want to go, she was tired. And she said Aaliyah is sitting on going and, you know, was upset because she didn't want to go. And she said Aaliyah said she was going anyway. So she gave her 10 or $20 and told her to take a taxi there. All
0: right. And then that is the point that this disappearance start, that, that Kim says that Aaliyah left her place and was never seen again. Exactly. Okay. Let me just uh, maybe break this down a little bit more, uh, a little more, more of the some of the technicalities of this. Um, did Kim, uh, Aaliyah did not, not have a car. Did Kim have a car? Do you know? I don't know. I don't believe so. Okay. So, uh, when they left that barbecue, do you believe they took like a taxi back to Kim's place? Yes. Okay. Very good. Alright, so they're at this a barbecue. They get a taxi back to Kim's. Aaliyah wants to go back out. Another friend's having another barbecue. Uh, I'm guessing this would have been pretty late at night, though, right? Yes,
1: yeah, so it was closer to midnight.
0: Midnight. Alright, so Aaliyah wants to go back out. Kim doesn't want to, but she says, well, if you want to go, here's some money to get a taxi. And uh, Aaliyah walks out the door. Uh, never to be seen again. We're going to get into that in a little bit. All right. Um, do you your understanding regarding the second barbecue that night. Uh, do you believe that Aaliyah and Kim had said they were going to go, and then Kim backed out, or was this just something that, uh, you know, Kim at the last moment said, "I just don't want to go." What What is your understanding? Did they actually really plan to go, and Kim changed her mind, or or what? Can you even tell?
1: Um, I, I believe they to go because the, the person who was having the second barbecue mm-hmm. said she's for Aaliyah earlier and Aaliyah told her that she was coming mm-hmm. so I'm assuming Aaliyah and Kim decided they were gonna go but after the first barbecue you know she was tired and they probably had a few drinks and she just didn't want to keep partying
0: okay all right Nina and that might be uh a sign of the age difference, uh, you know, of a twenty-seven year old to a fifty-something year old. No matter, what, no matter what kind of relationship it is, there's different, you know, different wants and needs, and you know, staying out late changes maybe as you get older. I know that feeling, being fifty-two. Okay, moving on. Um, when so we're now moving into August sixteenth of twenty fifteen. Um, when did as best as you can tell, when did somebody start noticing, you know what, something's not right? Uh, whether somebody was trying to call Aaliyah, Aaliyah or email her or she was supposed to be somewhere and didn't show up. What was the first sign that, uh, you know, something wasn't right?
1: Three days later, which was
0: her mom's birthday, August 18th. Wow, three days later. Okay.
1: Because, right, you know, she figured Aaliyah's in herself that she, she stayed out sometimes. And, um, and, and so it wasn't unusual for Aaliyah not to come home some nights, okay. um, you know, at that point, um, you know, she, she got a little alarmed when she called Aaliyah, maybe the first day, didn't respond, but again, she didn't die because it was, that was not unusual, but once her birthday And she called Aaliyah, and Aaliyah didn't call her or come home. Everyone knew that something was wrong because Aaliyah missed her mother's birthday. Of course.
0: And we just, I want to be clear on the date here. So would that have been August 18th or August 19th? August 18th. August 18th. So, all right. So August 15th is the barbecues. And then August 18th, she is supposed to be at this, uh, for this party, of course. We all want to be at our parents' uh, birthday party. She doesn't show up. Um, uh, Am I then under the understanding that uh, Kim didn't do anything, for example, on August 16th? Because the story is that Aaliyah went off and Kim would have had to have been expecting her to come home at some point. That Kim, for example, never called Aaliyah's family to say, you know what? I haven't talked to Aaliyah in a couple days. Nothing like that happened.
1: No. No. We, yeah, we um, yeah. She never called us to say that she thought Kim Aaliyah was missing or that something was wrong. She no, she didn't at all.
0: We had to we had to call her. Wow. Okay. Um. Did somebody? Uh, what did Kim then say? like say on August eighteenth or August nineteenth when you know she finally got tracked down. You know. Uh. You know. F- this is just an example. Uh. Tasha. You know, uh, Aaliyah's mother calls Kim and says, "You know, uh, she didn't show up for my birthday party. Have you seen from her, seen her, or heard from her?" And what Kim have to say about that? Do you know?
1: That that same story. She was not. I haven't heard from her since the, day, the night she left my house after we left the party.
0: Okay. <laughs> And did somebody eventually track down the people who were holding the people, uh, the second barbecue, to verify if Aaliyah ever made it there?
1: I did. Yes, I found her on Facebook and I sent her a message, and she said, "No, Aaliyah never showed up, and she was watching it because Aaliyah promised her that she would be there." So she said, "No, she."
0: Didn't All right. So we have verification that something between Kim's place. And Aaliyah, uh, planning to go to this barbecue, something, um, you know, something went, happened in there. And, but unfortunately, as we know these, uh, sometimes we know time is so precious in these disappearances. Unfortunately, it seemed nobody did anything until August 18th. And even the woman that Aaliyah was living with didn't feel, the need to call anybody or you know or anything like that or even try to track down Ileah until she got called on August 18th. Okay, very good. Um, When did the police get alerted? The 18th and the 19th and did they do anything I guess substantial? Absolutely not. But
1: it was My sister went to the precinct near her home and she said, she baby, and the- do a missing person report to say that Ali was missing. They actually heard that she needed to go to the precinct um, on the other side of town where she was presumed missing. That so it was a, it was miscommunication at work for a couple of days before a missing persons report was really taken. So I would say probably every five.
0: So now we're looking like at August 20th, something like that, yep. 21st? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And uh, regarding the police, did they go over to Kim's? Did uh, they talk to her? Um, of they course, did. please.
1: They did. They went over and talked to her, and they just got a statement. told them exactly what she told us, and that, and that.
0: And that was it. Okay. All right, now we're going to get into, and of course we know this disappearance is still unsolved, and we are coming up on, unfortunately, the eighth year of her missing, uh, being that we're doing this uh, interview on July 25th, and she went missing on August 15th of 2015. Let's get into uh, some of these things now a little bit deeper, Tasha, first starting with what other things are missing besides uh, Aliyah as a human being being missing? What about her phone, her purse? Are there any other things that are missing?
1: Everything. Everything that she had on her that day, which is her phone, um, her purse, and, you know, of course, clothing and everything. Nothing has been found. And the phone was going directly to voicemail, um, you know, the whole
0: time. Okay. Very good. So uh, as an example, when you find when she doesn't show up for this birthday party, everybody starts calling her, it's going right to voicemail. Correct. Right. Okay. Uh what about her purse? Was her purse left behind at Kim's or is that also or if she had some sort of bag or something? Um, was that left behind at Kim's or is that something that's also missing? Yeah, that's
1: something also.
0: All right, so I guess I, ID and other things that people, women in particular, would would carry are, are, that were in that bag are missing. Very good. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, of course, as Kim said, we're just going by what Kim said. It's her story. She said that uh, she gave Ailea some money to get uh, a taxi to go to this other barbecue. Uh, ever, has the police or anybody else ever been able to track down any taxi driver who picked up Ailea? That night?
1: No, they didn't. And then I don't even think they tried.
0: Oh, they didn't?
1: They just. Okay. You know, they just came to the report. They did check, um, you know, the C jail and hospital, you know, seeing if there was a chain go or anything. They did do that. But that was it. Like,
0: oh, that was it. All right. And of course, no taxi driver. Of course. Uh, I know you've done publicity. Of course, you have a Facebook page and you've been working on this for almost eight years, uh, getting the word out about Ilya's disappearance. But no taxi driver has ever come forward either, right? No, no, no
1: taxi driver come forward. There was no sightings of a taxi that night uh, or oh, that was reported.
0: Okay. Um, how much money, to, to remind everybody, how much money did Kim say she gave Ilya that night? Yeah, I think it was $20. $20. Being that you're from New York City, I've only ever been to New York City once and never took a taxi while I was there. Your opinion, would $20 in 2015 have been enough to, take, uh, to finance a ride from where Kim lived to where the barbecue was? Yes. It would have been enough. Okay. What about to come back? If she had to take a taxi back, would that $20 have covered both directions? No, it wouldn't have. Okay, I think that's very important for everybody to remember that. Okay, so moving on regarding her phone, of course it's still missing, just like uh, Aaliyah is. But were you or anybody else in your family or the the police ever able to get any phone records, any texts? Um, for example, you know, do we have any ping information? Where phone, the closest tower that might have been to her phone? What can you say about all of that?
1: No, the police never even um, tried to ping her phone to see what the last location was or, or track it or anything. Absolutely none. The family, we um, got into her phone records. Um, was able a log a computer and you know, look at her phone calls. She did make phone calls four o'clock that morning. One was to her and then another friend, but of course,
0: they were asleep and didn't hear the, and didn't answer the call. Right. All right. So, and just to remind everybody, given Kim's story, what time did she say that Ailia left her place? Around midnight. All right. And so, four hours later, on the records that you've seen, uh, you know, almost you know, between three and four hours later. There are these calls. Uh there is are things on her on her phone records. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, cool. Okay. But no messages left? Anything like that? No. Nope. No. She
1: didn't leave me for anything,
0: though. Okay. Uh and uh who was this friend? Was this a friend that would have been at one of the barbecues or somebody else?
1: Uh maybe. Um Maybe he, he would have been at the barbecue. I'm not sure. Well, he's, he's a transgender. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he, he it, may, it was, it wasn't, they, they live in a brownsville section of Brooklyn. So it could have been that he, he was also, or she, sorry, also would have been at the barbecue.
0: Okay, so it's possible she, can you think of any reason, given what you know about their friendship, that that Ileah would have called her uh, at that time, or you know, were they really really close is do you think for example if Ailea was in trouble? Is this somebody that Ailea would have called or what?
1: I believe so. Yes,
0: you believe that okay. Yeah, all right so we got these phone records of course no proof that Ailea was using her phone, but uh, called to her mother called to this uh, friend you know a few hours after she was at kim's seemingly uh unfortunately though no messages left and regarding the, those calls is it even clear um if she if it was alia calling how long the phone rang did she even attempt to leave a messenger was it like just call let it ring once and hang up can you even tell
1: um, because, uh, the sister and friend were asleep. So they didn't get the call, but of course they woke up until this call. But no attempt to message me in last hour, So
0: either. Okay, very good. Moving on to this, any sightings of Ailea that night? So, for example, um, she decided she wasn't going to take a taxi. She was going to go for a walk. Any realistic, believable sightings of Aaliyah in the area around Kim's place that night? Anybody that's ever come forward? None. None. Okay. Moving on, any video? Any video cameras uh, from that area uh, that could be checked to see if Ailea was seen on any of them?
1: There were some, because along with that street, there were some like, stores or pieces of a business. Um, but... Uh, for the most part, a few of them said they weren't working, and I think it was one that was working, and of course, you know, the police to, you know, get it, well, I don't know, I don't know exactly how that, but maybe some half a affidavit to turn over those cameras, mm-hmm. um, but the police never, they even attempted to.
0: Okay. So there are cameras that might have been able to see something that night, but they weren't checked.
1: Correct. And the cameras in the building that Kim lived in weren't working
0: as well. Yeah, that's very common. Thank you for bringing that up. That uh, I think is very common. They might have been helpful. Okay. Moving on, uh, I do have to ask you this. uh, Regarding where Kim lives, is there a body of water nearby, a river, and was it searched?
1: It is a body of water. It's a very, uh, it, like, it's dark over there, that side of town, because it has the overpass and it has the river. But was it served? No. Um, not for my niece, it wasn't certain A few days later, or maybe even a month later, uh, there was a female body found in the river. Oh, my. And it, we wasn't sure, but once they did all their tests and everything, it was not my me. But no, they did Go
0: in and do a search for my niece. No. Okay. Now we're going to get to uh, this letter a little bit later. But actually, for people who are actually that we know for sure were in the apartment building where Kagem, uh you know, lived and where Ailia would live with her sometimes, uh, did anybody who lived who lived in that apartment building, to your knowledge, did anybody ever come forward to say, you know what, I heard something like that that night. I think I saw something that night. Anything? No zero no zero. no poundings no screams let's just say no gunshots nothing like that nothing okay let's talk a little bit more about kim of course we know seemingly you know that she has her story uh, that ailia left and but it doesn't seem like kim did anything when Ailea didn't come back uh, even on the 16th, or not on the 17th of August of 2015, that you know, seemingly she didn't call. Uh, you know, to find out, hey, you know, anybody in Aylea's family, or even try to call Aylea herself. You know what's going on, and um, your your impression. I, I'm not saying that you made the phone call, but. Uh, when your family did finally contact Kim to say, you know what, on the 18th, you know, Aaliyah didn't show up for this birthday. Where is she? Did Kim sound surprised that Aaliyah didn't show no. up for it? Please. Didn't no, sa- she didn't. She didn't
1: sound surprised. She basically, like, you, uh, you know how Aaliyah is. She'll cool call when she, when she calls, you know, she's mad at me and she's probably just not answering. She didn't sound surprised at all. And at one point, once we realized that it was really missing and Kim was the last person to see her, we needed to have a description on what Aaliyah had on. Right. And Kim was very, uh, let's say she wasn't very cooperative. She did say when she was at church, you know, and I guess I was interrupting her. Church time, but she was at church because it was just like a okay, but I need to know this, I need to know this. What does she had on, and she would give me, give me some information. But then I said, Okay, I need to know some of her other intimate tattoos because you know, as some people have mm. tattoos that don't know, yep, um, so that I didn't know some of those and since you, you were your her uh, and um, you know, she. It was was very hard to get
0: information from her that day, but she said it was because she was in church. Okay. Uh, As best as you can tell, how helpful was Kim? uh, Kim? Did she put up any flyers? Did she go on any searches? Uh, You know, let's say a couple weeks after the disappearance occurred, did she continue to keep in contact with your family, checking in to see if there was any movement on the disappearance? How would you say? You know, how did she act in those weeks after?
1: Um, for, for the one well, we was putting the flyers up, um, because she was dealing with Aliyah's up to trying to, um, plan that out, putting the flyers up, and you no, know, she wasn't very helpful at first, it was cute. My niece had to force to, you know, help with the surge and put the mm. flyers and things up. At that time, you know, after I got the description from her, I didn't speak to her anymore. It was my niece, and she, she did tell me that. Kim
0: was not very helpful. Okay. Your family's impression, did uh, did, Kim—once again, we're just talking opinions here— did Kim feel uh, appear to be sad about Ailea going missing?
1: No.
0: Okay. Did Kim, to your knowledge, you spoke to her, if she ever said anything to you or anybody else in your family, did she ever voice her own theory? As, you know, of course she could say, well, she, you know, as she said, maybe at the beginning, oh, she'll be, you know, how she is, she'll come back in a few days. But what was Kim saying two weeks later, let's say, or a month later, when Aaliyah still hadn't shown back up? Did she ever voice a theory as to what could have happened?
1: No, she didn't voice a theory. She wasn't even posting on her, her or her family weren't even posting, like, the missing posters so to say, have you seen this girl? or anything? Hmm. And no. she didn't call it say, well, did anybody hear from Aaliyah yet or
0: nothing? Okay. All right. Moving on to this. Now, this is um, maybe given how what we've been talking about so far, it's maybe probably going to be a little surprising to the listeners, but actually when Aaliyah would be living with Kim, it wasn't just the two of them living in Kim's place together. Uh, Kim... Did have a daughter that lived there as well. Is it your understanding that the daughter was also home that night when Kim and Aaliyah came home from this barbecue and then Aaliyah went back out? Is it your understanding that Kim's daughter was there too? I believe
1: it was the son that was
0: there. The son was there. Okay. The son was there. Okay. And did, did he back up his mother's story? Do you think police talked to him? Um, what, what do you know about that?
1: Uh if they talk, I know they talk to Kim, not sure if they talk to him at all, and I don't know what story he, back, if he back us story story or not, because I never heard
0: from him. Okay. Uh, all right. So we have to keep this in mind. You know, we, we know how this looks, you know, woman goes missing. Of course, we're usually talking about men, dare I say, in these types of situations where a guy says, yeah, she just went out the door. I never saw her again. This is, of course, a situation where a woman is saying, yes, she went out the door and never uh, was seen again. But we do have somebody else who was actually there. Of course, it's a child, you know, uh, and probably, oh, you know, an older one, an adult uh, son, right? Yeah, they have both
1: children both and
0: adults. Okay. All right. And, um, but we do have to also talk about this. Uh, Did Kim say that she and Aaliyah had an argument? So it wasn't just that Aaliyah decided she was going to go to this barbecue. They actually had an argument about before Aaliyah took off, correct?
1: Correct, and those are her words. Those are Kim's words. Those are her words, that they had an argument because she did not want to go to the the, the next party.
0: Okay. All right, and we just have to remember it seems that one other person would have been uh, privy or a, a witness to all of this, and so I want everybody to keep that in mind. This is just not two women alone in an apartment uh, together. There was a third party there. Okay. What about all of Ileah's stuff? Uh, Did Kim ever, you know, of course, Ileah was staying there at least some of the time, I'm guessing she had clothes and maybe books from school, things there. Did Kim ever give all of that stuff back to your family? No. Do you even know where any of Aaliyah's stuff is now here in 2023?
1: No, not what, what, what Kim's house. We don't even know what was at. She didn't look, she didn't look for it, she didn't get, career, she didn't get in anything. We only have the stuff, Aaliyah Mothers has the stuff that's at her house. All right. Whatever was at Kim, we don't know what it was, if it was much, because she's never said a word.
0: Okay. So even for example, she's going to be a nurse. I'm guessing there's some books or uh, however they're maybe they using iPads and everything these days. I haven't been in school in thirty years, but uh, nothing like that ever came back from Kim's. No. Nothing. Okay. So uh, as best we can tell, Leah went missing with. Uh, whatever she carried her ID and other items, uh, in that went missing. She goes missing. And also her phone has never been found. As for everything else, it's a big mystery as to, I'm guessing Aaliyah did have stuff over there, but it seems, uh, Kim might've kept it or something. Okay. Moving on. Now going back, uh, just a little bit ago, uh, we had talked about how, you know, this is an apartment. A building of some type and you know I know living in a condo building you hear a lot of things that go on in the building but seemingly nobody heard or saw anything that night however there was a letter that was eventually popped up was it sent to somebody in your family uh, why don't you tell the listeners about this letter right now when did this occur etc okay
1: well if my memory serves me right. This was last year, I remember. She um, stressed so much. But my sister, the other, received an anonymous letter in the mail. Well, it wasn't an anonymous, it had a, a, a return address on it, which was a bogus address. Huh. And the letter stated that um, at least someone in that building that Aliyah's mother lives in. Sent Aaliyah on a drug run, and she never came back. And that was the first time we even heard anything of that sort. And mm-hmm. and there's no there was no other proof or evidence or, or anything that Aaliyah even was friends with anyone in the building. She her or her mother, you know, they did, but um, they were mainly. In um, Best Best Side, where my mom lives, well lived, um, or around that, well, because that's where her mother went to church at. So we all grew up in the Best Side area, and that's where they were mainly at. Or she was at her sister's on the other side of Best Side um, on Vernon. So it's, it was strange that the letter implicated someone that lived in that building, because there was never any evidence that she was friends with
0: anyone in the building. Okay. And so when you say this had a bogus return address, is it an address that didn't exist, or when you check the address, it was like for a Seven Eleven or something?
1: Right. Yes, yeah, sir. It was a it was an address for like a, a, a business or
0: something. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, to your knowledge, does Kim, Ilya, or anybody else you know have any connection to that address? Do you think Ilya had ever been to that? whatever that business is, do you think Kim had ever been to that business? Anything like that? Or maybe Kim's son ever been to that business, dare I ask? Any ideas?
1: I wouldn't know. I I wouldn't know if Mm -hmm. any of them ever been to the business. I do know that the address was in the Bronx, which is another, you know, it's quite a ways from Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, I have known Aaliyah's frequent of the Bronx, but then again, she was an adult. We didn't know every movie she made. But, um, from what we know, being
0: in the Bronx. No. Okay. Very good. And you did say, just to clarify this, this was not a letter that popped up like a month later. This didn't happen till last year in 2022? Correct. Wow. All right. So like seven years after she goes missing, this letter out of nowhere pops up to your memory. Uh, anything like this ever happened before in this preceding seven years? Like, a, you know, a you know, maybe being that you have a Facebook page or and maybe another letter, nothing like that had ever been stated until this letter showed up.
1: Exactly. Nothing's never... I mean, there's been other theories, but mm-hmm. they weren't... I think it was just people talking and making up things that they think could have happened. Yeah, sure. Nothing like this.
0: Okay. Um, was this letter... Uh, do you still have this letter? Did you give it to the police? What did you do with it?
1: It police, but, um, you know, of course I have screenshot
0: of it. All right, very good. So you at least have a screenshot of it. That was very smart of you to do. was this typed out or was it handwritten? Handwritten. Handwritten, okay. All right, so the story is that uh, this was a, a drug run gone bad. This is what the letter said. Correct. Right. Okay. Uh, do you know if uh, anybody in your family or anybody has ever asked Kim about this letter, and do you know what she had to say about it?
1: Um. No, I don't ask, but I'm quite sure maybe Aaliyah's sister is a may have asked her about mm-hmm. it. And, but there there was no... Uh, she If, if she would have given her an answer, my niece would have told me. So I don't think Kim responded. I never said she didn't know
0: anything about it. Okay. To your knowledge, once again, I know it's been almost eight years, is there any reason for you to believe that Ilea and or Kim would have been involved in any sort of drug run or anything at all?
1: No, not, no. Like I said, Ilea was the perk in, in getting the old in alcohol and marijuana and but to sell or runs or anything. No, i, I because I think, I'm not sure exactly sure what can work, but I think she had a well-established job.
0: Mm-hmm. So I don't think that, you know, she would have jeopardized it by doing, due- I, I don't know, I, I can't say yeah, Okay. I'm sorry. All right. It's just nothing, I mean, I guess what we're saying is when that letter popped up, and of course anybody could have written it. it, it could have been written by anybody. But that is the first allegation of something like that that you have ever heard since she, uh, Aliyah went missing in August of 2015. Okay, very good. So we have this letter pops up. Uh, can you even maybe look back? I guess let's just say that letter popped up a year ago. Was there something that went on regarding uh, the, uh Aaliyah's disappearance, like in the news or something that could have spurred maybe you know a scammer or something to write that? The way you look back at it, when it you know just popped out of nowhere, what? Um, you know, is there something maybe that could have happened that would have spurred somebody to write this letter, for her to believe it's it was fake?
1: It could have been because at that time, if 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 if, if I remember right, we did get some national coverage mm-hmm. um, with a uh, news and they did a um, a showcase on missing people because it was during a time of. Uh, Oh, the, uh, uh, the girl that went missing and her boyfriend ended up and had done something to her. Gabby Petito. And, yeah, that's it. Gabby Petito. Okay. And they big uproar about how um, the disparity is between missing black women.
0: It's true. And
1: white know. women. So that segment on that show, okay, is Aaliyah's Case. And it was, you know, not too far deep after that, that,
0: that later show okay so so there might be there could be something there um were any other young black women uh featured in this uh segment yes there were There were. do you know if uh i realize you have your own life to live but i have to ask you to your knowledge did any of those other families get some type of letter like that 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 seemed maybe not to be totally real no okay all right so we have to with to compare it to that very good okay all right, so we have this un—you know—we have this unverifiable story. They get home. Aaliyah wants to go back out, not totally crazy, uh, and Kim doesn't want to go. That's totally reasonable too. And Aaliyah allegedly walks out the door, never to be seen again. Uh, to your knowledge, uh, I don't know if you've kept tabs on her or not. What has Kim done with her life in the past almost eight years? Do you know anything about what her son has done? I think you might have told me the son was in the military or something. About uh, the daughter, um, you know, have they kept their noses clean or or what? you know anything about that?
1: Don't know anything about them at all. I don't even I don't even follow them on Facebook. I believe I was friends with Kim on Facebook. I checked a while back. I noticed we weren't friends anymore, so I don't know if I deleted her because maybe most of that time when she deleted me. I'm not. Mhm,
0: okay. Let's move on to this. I, I, I realize, given I've done like 300 of, these interview, 300 of these interviews now, I know that what a lot of people are going to be saying, but I need to ask you some questions about Aaliyah herself. Was she having problems with anyone else? You know, it seems like, you know, as you said, tumultuous relationship. We know those things can be unpredictable, but was she Aaliyah having any problems with anybody else? Um... Being that she was in a relationship with another woman, could there have been another woman who wanted to be in a relationship with or even a guy who might have been stalking her, anything like that? Did she ever talk about being depressed, suicidal, anything like that? Now, like in hindsight, that you look at this,
1: no, not at
0: all, not at all. No. Okay, um, let's move on to this. Uh, just let's talk. Let's uh, bring this all back. To your family, maybe I should ask you this, and I meant to ask you this earlier, Tasha. I'll so ask you now. Do you remember, like, the last time you saw and or spoke to Ailea? How long was this before she went missing? This
1: probably was maybe, and it, we we but we were just going um, talking on on social media on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. That probably maybe a few, well, maybe a week before. Okay. And yeah, and she, and I mean pop up and she was you know it was nothing seeming to be wrong we were laughing and, um, you know making jokes and stuff on the, on the Facebook page because mm-hmm. she had made a Facebook post saying you know saying all my cousins you know post a picture huh. and as her aunt we started <laughs> we started flooding her page and she was like I didn't say y'all I was saying the cousins so we kept doing like all, all night long and she was just laughing 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 that's funny
0: So, mm mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, In that conversation, did Kim's name ever come up?
1: No.
0: Not at all. Okay. And can you just, once again, I'm just asking for you and Aaliyah talking back and forth. How much would you say in all the conversations that you had with Aaliyah that Kim's name ever came up?
1: Um, She talked about her a lot. Okay. And, 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 And like I said, you know, I'm a aunt, so maybe she didn't confide or tell me things, but I'm I'm, I'm just going to keep it honest. She never said anything negative to me about Mm -hmm.
0: Kim. Let me ask you this. Do you think that Aaliyah uh, loved Kim? Yes. She was really into Kim? Yes. Okay. Very good. Okay. So move on to this how bad uh, have the last almost eight years been tasha for you of course you're her aunt but of course your sister's her mother i mean how bad has this been the last eight years it's been
1: horrible it's been horrible um j- just the not know it's the it's the not knowing mm-hmm. and of what happened or where she is if she's dead if she's alive if she's hurt um uh, it, it's calling out for us. Uh, it is the, um, and it, it's horrible. Her mom just recently went through breast cancer, oh and every step she stepped away through every appointment, and and she didn't have that, and and and, and that was horrible for her. Yeah. So it, it's just unbelievable, and so much has had our family since celia has been gone. She doesn't even know about. Uh, my grandmother, which raised Aaliyah, you know, she passed in 2019. Mm-hmm. My mom, which is Aaliyah's grandmother, she passed in 2017. You know, I, I lost my son last year and all these things, she, she's gone and we just, we're just devastated.
0: Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, what about, uh, you know, of course she has siblings. Uh, of course, I'm talking to you, I'm interviewing you for this episode. Um, You know, are you getting a lot of support uh, from like, you know, Aaliyah's siblings as far as getting the word out there and doing interviews? And like you said, there was a segment last year that featured, um, you know, how young black women don't get enough attention when it comes to disappearances. Are you getting a lot of support, uh, Tasha, in what you're doing, running the Facebook page, et cetera?
1: I am. My, I took on this, this role and, um, to be the quote-unquote spokesperson or just to spearhead the the Facebook page and any other thing, um, because <laughs> that's just the way I've been with anything, with anything. Whether well, it's put together, a, a you know, a, a, a night day party for the grandmother, that was always me. So, it was just natural to me to have done it, and yes, her sisters, um, our cousins, her aunts, everyone has been so supportive. still be, being very active. Um, you know, just to keep the word out because I'm not going to let it, I'm not going to let
0: anyone forget. Right. I'm,
1: I'm not ever going to stop searching for her until she's found.
0: Right. Okay. Who is mainly the, um, you know, if your family's going to, and I know that your experience with NYPD has not been very good. Um but who is like the point person for that? If somebody's going to contact NY, of course New York City Police do have a missing persons unit. Who is the person who usually heads that up in your family uh to contact them?
1: Me.
0: You do it. Okay, you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, and I have to ask when was the last time do you had a meaningful conversation with anyone in the NYPD?
1: I got a call back because um, Detective Ramos isn't um, on the case anymore. But the, the detective, let's see, when was the last time he called me back? It's probably been a good, maybe six months. I call leave messages, call leave messages. Oh, you know, he left this week. He comes in tomorrow. Just don't get a call
0: back. So, it's been, so you're saying it's been quite a while since you had a meaningful conversation with anyone there? Okay, would you say that it's been over a year? Yeah, uh,
1: well, a meaningful conversation.
0: Yeah, meaningful where you had, let's say, a 15-minute conversation with somebody there about ILEA and anything like that.
1: Yes, it's
0: been over a year. Over a
1: year, okay. I've had conversations where they just say, well, the case is still where it is. We haven't been solid leads or, you know, just that. But a meaningful conversation, no.
0: Okay. Uh, I brought it up, uh, but I'm going to allow you to talk about it. Uh, your Facebook page, a website, anything like that. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners about that right now? How they can go um, and, uh, you know, of course, like it, share it, do whatever else. Facebook page, website, TikTok account, Instagram, anything like that. You can tell the listeners about it right now, Tasha.
1: Okay. We do have a Facebook page. Um, it is called Help Us Find Aaliyah or you could do hashtag help us find Aaliyah and then pull it right up. And on the page there's many pictures of her with different hair styles because she changed up a lot. Um, the information about her disappearance, also pictures with her family and our contact information. So if anyone knows anything, no matter how small you may think it is, or if you don't think it's important, it, please feel um, free to email at Miss Wonderful with two L M I S S W O N D E R S U L L. If you don't want to be known or if just wanted to be an anonymous um, information or me directly 704 496020 and again if you don't want to give your name or, or think that um you know something happened and you don't want to be in trouble it just point us to the right direction so we can get the police involved and i'm gonna have to let you know who you are
0: okay i'm gonna ask you why don't you give out the facebook page uh name one more time if you could
1: Facebook page is help us find Aaliyah.
0: Okay, very good. Any final words, Tasha, before we complete this interview?
1: I just want to say that we love Aaliyah. She has a very loving and close-knit family. We miss her so much. If anybody can help us, anybody can help us. We would definitely appreciate it, and I do appreciate you for allowing me to come on your podcast and to
0: be a story. Tosh, you're very welcome. Uh, this is what I do, and I hope that you and I can stay in touch. I'll continue to try to keep, uh, give you the best advice that I can, given what I think I know about disappearances. Um, you know, and all those conversations from now on will be, off, you know, off the record. So I always want you to feel very comfortable you know, contacting me, either calling me, texting me, or emailing me, whatever, I'll I'll try to give you the the best help that I can. I promise. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I appreciate you being on this episode of Unfound.
1: Okay. Thank
0: you. You're welcome. And that was my July 25th, 2023 interview with Tasha Rice, aunt of Ileah Boomer. I thank Tasha for joining me and all of you on this episode. For my summation, I'll start here. On Unfound Live for August 7th, 2023, a listener known as Rockford made two comments. And I think you can quickly understand how they can be connected to Aaliyah's case. Although Rockford was not referencing Aaliyah's disappearance when he brought them up. The first comment by Rockford in the unfound live chat, and by the way, I'm reading this because these are both very insightful. I'm not defending all law enforcement or claim there isn't bias slash laziness, but it's hard to have A, the right to go missing, and B, a thorough investigation every time someone goes missing. I responded to that comment, and then Rockford wrote this. Yep, we agree on those examples, and we agree on the need for cynicism on the part of investigators. Yet, there are plenty of cases in your catalog where there's no evidence it wasn't voluntary. Once again, an insightful comment. You can surely see how both statements are relevant to Ailea. Yes, she was an adult. Yes, this is the United States where people can leave their lives... If they want. Yes, just because someone is in a relationship and disappears does not mean the significant other caused the disappearance. And yes, if police got out the dogs, helicopters, drones, boats, ATVs, and everything else every time a disappearance happened, every police department in the United States would be broke, including NYPD. So, this is all true. However, I want to concentrate on the quote-unquote no evidence it wasn't voluntary part of Rockford's statement. The questions are these. Why don't we have that evidence? Is it because there was never any involuntary evidence to collect? Is it because somebody got rid of all of the involuntary evidence? Or is it because the involuntary evidence exists, and for some reason, people can't find it? The answer to all of those questions is, it's hard to say. And my opinion on why it's so hard to say is because officers put in charge of the investigations didn't know what they were doing when they first got the call. This would be relevant to Ilea's disappearance and many others. They didn't ask the right questions. They couldn't quickly put the disappearance into a particular category so as to better determine if the disappearance was voluntary or involuntary. They don't take even 10 minutes to ask questions about the missing person because, as I continue to say, disappearances are about people, not circumstances. To go along with the theme of this episode police can't be trusted to do a professional job. So no evidence existing should not be a surprise, no matter what kind of disappearance it is. And we can't forget this. Despite adults being allowed to walk out of their lives, and even if there is proof that is what happened, police have to find a way to satisfy the investigative desires of those families too. My attitude is given that any civilization must rely on the rule of law. When police show up, they must be able to quickly get to this question. Has the law been broken or not? As best as they can determine in the moment. Of course, the only way to do that is understanding disappearances and asking the right questions and police having knowledge of many disappearance cases. And given all the disappearances like Aaliyah's that have been solved, with the men and those women's lives being proven responsible, police defaulting to involuntary disappearance makes the most sense, until facts come to light to make them think otherwise. Not saying Kim harmed Aaliyah, but given the story Kim told, without any facts to back her up, like video or a taxi driver or something... Police should have treated Kim and anyone like her as a suspect and go about the investigation with that in mind. And yes, what I'm saying is in these types of cases, the gender of the person telling the story doesn't matter. The man said, the woman said, it's all the same. If you'd like to hear and read my very in-depth analysis of Aliya's disappearance, along with more explanation and examination of the man-said slash the woman-said type of disappearance, please go to patreon.com forward slash unfoundpodcast and sign up to partake in the Unfound blog. Until then, I leave the public theorizing up to you. And that's the program. Right now, while you are in your podcast platform, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, wherever, give Unfound a five-star review, a thumbs up, whatever that platform allows. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Densel, and you've just finished this episode of Unfound.